0: You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 73. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and
1: strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now, your host,
0: Dr. Charlotte Hughes Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. In this episode, I will introduce you to Tamiko Prescott as she discusses her journey into public health and offers insights, shares her experience, and offers encouragement. Now, She has a bachelor's degree in biology and recently completed her master's degree in public health. And her background includes work in retail pharmacy and clinical lab support within the specimen management division of two different hospitals, as well as a clerical support or maybe various clerical support roles um, on the local government level. She completed her practicum as an infection prevention intern under the infection prevention system director at a local hospital, which she loves and was a major pivoting point for her in her career journey. She'll talk about that experience during the interview. Now, Tamika is currently a quality specialist at a plasma center, and in this role, she is responsible for ensuring that workers in the plasma center are all in compliance with FDA, OSHA, HIPAA, and other regulatory agencies. And Tamiko has a passion, a drive, and a determination, which stood out when we first met early in 2018. Now, she was one of the first people to enroll in my program, Developing Your Public Health Career Strategy. And I've had the honor of coaching and guiding her through that program and getting to know her very well in the process. Now, it has been amazing to watch her grow over this last year watch her progress, and witness her accomplishments, and I'm excited to see where she goes from here. So without any further ado, let's jump right into that interview with Tamiko. Tamiko, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So if you would just, I know, like I said, I've already talked to the audience a little bit about you, but will you briefly describe your background and the work you did previously and maybe a little bit about what you're doing now?
1: Okay, So I have experience working in the public and private sectors. I was a retail pharmacy technician. I worked at two hospitals and at one of the hospitals, I was a clinical lab support Mm -hmm. tech in the spasma management division. Um, I also had different clerical jobs at these hospitals and also for the Department of Health and Human Services, which is like the local government here. I completed my public health practicum at one of the hospitals as an infection prevention intern which I love. (laughs) I am currently a quality specialist at a plasma center. And in this position, I have to make sure that the workers and the plasma center are all in compliance with the FDA, OSHA, HIPAA, and others. I just completed my master's in public health on October 1st, 2018. And I have my bachelor's in biology.
0: So impressive. Now, I noticed that you blushed a little bit when you talked about your practicum. You said that, you know, you worked and you did your practicum in infection prevention uh, intern under the infection prevention system director. So what did you love about that?
1: Well, I love that she I learned a lot and she was very she was very nice. And she also she taught me a lot. Um, She took her time. She explained what everything meant. And the different um, terms that they use because, you know, it was like a different world to me. So I learned a lot about infection prevention and how the IPs, how they make sure that the workers and the patients are safe. And, you know, it kind of gives me a background about, you know, the different um, bacteria and the different um, microbiology techniques that the lab uses and and that kind of thing. So I
0: loved it. Oh, that's great. That's great. I From uh, Coming from an infectious disease background myself, I can understand how that could be a fascinating world. Um, I really enjoyed the days that I spent working in microbiology in the hospital, so that was really good Good for you to have that experience on your practical. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, when you first heard, when did you, I guess when you first heard about the developing your public health career strategy program, you know, the program that we're talking about, what caught your attention?
1: Well, what caught my attention was the career strategy part. I needed more clarity on what I wanted to do and how I was going to get there. And because, you know, public health is a very broad field and it is important to be clear on the career path you would like to pursue. So I knew that I needed help. And this program was what I needed at that time.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I'd love to hear that, of course. (laughs) Um, And then at what point? did you decide Mm -hmm. to enroll in the program? You know, I mean, did you struggle to make a decision about it? Or, you know, did you, how did you resolve the struggle? Or did you know right away? I mean, what was, what did, what made it, what was the deciding factor, I guess? When did you know?
1: I decided to enroll in the program after you come to the webinar about it. And no, I did not struggle to make the decision. I was Mm -hmm. very eager, especially since I thought you were going to reject me. Because (laughs) at that time... I was not finished with my degree. I was so scared that you would have told me I had to wait um, until I finished my degree, but thank God you didn't. Um, I don't have any regrets at all. I think it was one of the most, it was one of the best decisions I have made in my pursuit in trying to get the career I want in public health.
0: Oh, that's great. Now um, just to kind of explain a little back uh, backstory, I guess, you know, when I first created the program, you know, I was targeting Mm -hmm. people who had already finished their degree in public health because Mm -hmm. I had a large group of people that were, it was a large part of my audience and all the topics on the podcast. I was constantly talking to students and saying, you know, maximize your school resources and all the things that Mm -hmm. you need to do while you're a student to help prepare you for, Mm -hmm. you know, transitioning to the career from student to to actually working in public health. And I was sharing things that I had, you know, kind of learned in hindsight and so forth. So I had this big group of people who were had already completed their degree in public health and they're listening to the Mm -hmm. podcast going, okay, those are great tips, but I've already finished school Mm -hmm. and I didn't do it then. So what can I do about it now? And so that's where I was really targeting, um, this program, but it Mm -hmm. it definitely was not designed to exclude the students. It was just really, Mm -hmm. I was focused on that particular group. So when you were so worried about that, I thought it was kind of cute, but at the same time I was really curious (laughs) To see how well it would work for you um, as a student, but it was mm-hmm. the alignment of where you were at the time that was good too, because you were just finishing that last course um, mm-hmm. and right before starting your practicum. So that was a mm-hmm. great opportunity to, to jump in with some of the strategy information and for me to work with you on that practicum phase so that you could get the most out of that practicum experience, you know, as well. So that was It was really good time, and and since you had such a great practicum experience, um, do you think Mm -hmm. that uh, you know that being a part of the program and the the timing of that did that help you with that practicum uh, experience? Oh, it definitely
1: did. Um, I had a lot of clarity, and um, you know, going through the program, it helped me to think about the skills I already had and what I needed, and it also made me think like, let me when I went into the to the um, practicum. I just didn't want to go in and just say, let me just do what I'm supposed to do. And that's it. I wanted to learn. And that was very important. And so coming in at the second year when I was almost finished, it really helped me because I was so frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) I was frustrated. I went through what the students, um, what the people who had already completed the MPH program were going through with my bachelor's degree. And I was like, I don't want this to happen, Dr. Huntley. Please don't, don't. I don't want this to happen again. So it really helped. And I'm so thankful that you allowed me to um, go through the program at that time. It really helped me a lot.
0: I, I think it, uh, I'm you know, I'm really amazed um, and I love to hear this type of feedback. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to you know, talk to you and have this podcast episode so that other yeah. people can hear it as well. I think that's a common feeling when Either people have completed, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's a bachelor's level degree or a master's, and if you're not immediately into the field or putting that degree to work, you feel frustrated. And if you mm-hmm. try and try and try and you can't make it happen, it's frustrating. Then you settle into whatever it is that you do, and sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of move on and you get further and further away from the field. And it, the frustration is there because you feel like you have a degree that you're not using. Yeah. and so. You know, a lot of people, so many people mm-hmm. have that. And unfortunately, a lot of people struggle with that feeling and they feel like it's like unique to them, like it's just me. Or just a few right. of us. Because other people have gotten it and they're making it and they're doing what they want to do. And it must be something that I'm not doing. It's just me. And it's mm-hmm. not just a unique situation. It's there's so many people who are in that um that situation. So when you say that and you said, you know, when you came to me and you're like, okay, well, I've already you know, kind mm-hmm. of experienced that with my bachelor's level. And I don't want to be that way with my master's. I want to do something different. I know I need to do something now. I
1: was yes. like, she gets it early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt that way for many years. And when I decided to go back for my MPH, I said, I have to find a way. I have to. I have to make sure that when I graduate, that I'm not in that same position again. Mm-hmm. So when I found out about your podcast and I saw that you were coming up with this um program, I said, I am going to um, <laughs> I'm going to enroll <laughs> as soon as possible.
0: yeah, you, you were so worried about the, <laughs> the student status, which I, like I said I thought that was cute, but that was it wasn't like I was going to in fact, you know you were in that early early uh, launch phase I think you probably that first time I did the webinar and opened the enrollment. I think you were among that group of people that enrolled in the program. And, uh, and then since then, right we, yeah, you were <laughs> immediately like, on the webinar, you pay for it and you're like, okay, I'm in, I've already enrolled. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. uh, but there've been other students that have enrolled, um, since you, uh, enrolled. Mm-hmm. So it's been really, really good to, to track and follow the progress and to get that feedback about how it helped you even with that practicum experience. And then even moving on, you know, into mm-hmm. moving forward from there. Definitely. So what ways, you know, what ways did the program help you? I know you've talked about a lot of, you know, getting cleared, but just if you could give some examples of how the program helped you, um, that, would be, that would be great. I think it'd be good for people to hear that from you.
1: So it, like I said before, it, it has helped me to gain clarity about my career path. It also helped me to realize how important networking is and how important it is to invest in yourself. For example, resume revision. Um, Before, I was very hesitant about networking, but I am a lot more open. Um, I have met some wonderful people on Facebook who are trying to pursue a career in public health and who have went through the frustration. And some people are still going through the frustration. And they have given me a lot of valuable information and are willing to see me succeed.
0: That's, that is priceless too. That's uh, something that I talk about all the time. It's so important to network. I think of professional networking as being just a part of your, your lifestyle, really. It's something that you don't just start doing because you know, a job, you need a job soon. It's something that you, we continually need to be networking, you know, connecting with other like-minded professionals and learning about what other people are doing Mm -hmm. um, in the field and and opportunities for us to collaborate, you know, that comes from networking
1: yeah and you learn a lot mm-hmm. you learn a
0: lot mhm, yeah not only you know it's 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 mutual, so you get to share and like help yeah. others, and then you also able to receive and when you're learning so much, so it's definitely important um and then how does your having your own you know your own personal public health career strategy how does that help you uh in your current role?
1: well, it has helped me. Um, in my current role as a quality specialist, well, one of the reasons I accepted this job offer is because, um, they are transferable skills I can use to help me as I continue to try to become an infection preventionist. Also, the program has helped me to use the skills I gained from past jobs and my education to help me, example, critical thinking and analytical skills. You know, a lot of times we kind of downplay our skills and our experiences from before. And with this program, it really helped me to think more about how I can apply what I've learned before to now.
0: That's really important, too, because I know you and I have talked about this quite a bit. But, you know, so yeah. many people um, will it's, it's like a tendency we have to downplay our skill set and our, mm-hmm. our expertise, our knowledge and what, you know, we are so aware of what we are missing or what we don't know yeah. or what we're lacking, but we need to be much more aware of what we do know and what we have going for us first and foremost. And then, you know, being aware of what what's missing and where we can have an opportunity to gain those skills or improve, you know, but we just, somehow we tend to downplay where we are now. We just tend to do that. All of us, I think, you know, are yeah. guilty of that at some point.
1: Definitely. And, you know, even after all, you know, after an interview, I would always ask the person, what was it about my resume or my application that um, spoke to you and wanted you to call me for an interview? And I think that when you do that, it's like, you know what you have done, but you want to see what they're thinking and, and what skills you had from the past and your experiences that they're interested in.
0: That is, that's excellent. That's an excellent, um, tactic and and thing to do. And, um, I like that because that will help you, I guess, see what they see in you and it Mm -hmm. helps you to see where your strong points, your, those strong qualities are. Um, and, and it's important. That's a great way to get some, some good feedback and to help you, you know, to just see yourself in a different light.
1: It's very true. Yep. Definitely.
0: I think that, you know, we talk about, you know, when I say having your own personal, you know, career strategy, uh, I just want to just clarify that on, on another level, because it's one thing when you get a degree and maybe there's the expectation that you will work at either A, B or C companies, or you will, yeah. you know, do, you know, your role would be, you know, A, B or C. Those are kind of preconceived plans that are there. Maybe it's mm-hmm. something that you commonly hear, the, the roles that you hear all the time. Um, but when, when I mention something like your unique, you know, public health career strategy, what I'm talking about is what you want to do, what you yeah. care about, you know. And I, I just want to really emphasize that because there's a difference when we go mm-hmm. into the field we get a degree, complete a degree, at whatever level and you start working in the in the field uh or you start targeting jobs looking for jobs if we're looking for just one two or three options based on what someone else said we should do or what the expectation is we can be really frustrated really disappointed and very limited yeah. you know yeah on the flip side of that if we connect with what our passions are for public health the population mm-hmm. we want to serve the conditions that we want to target and how we want to do that then we can find those opportunities in a number of ways and they're everywhere because there's such a Mm -hmm. big need for, you know, public health. And we've got public health problems, environmental issues, you know, Mm -hmm. diseases, populations that need to be served. So we can connect with what we care about and what we want to do with those populations and those causes and develop a strategy to get there. That's a huge game change, like big difference. Would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, grasping that I think is, is what, you know, it's definitely, it's hard for people to grasp that idea. I think Mm -hmm. because it's just the way we've been geared, I guess. I don't know, but it kind of goes. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of goes to that thinking outside the box, which we say all the time, but it's just what we have to do. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you know, like for example, I say infection prevention, but then there might be something else, like say a different um, job. It might be worded differently, but I'm mm-hmm. not thinking about that because that's not what I was taught to think. You know, exactly. sometimes that's happened. You yeah. know, so you have to definitely think outside the box, and you know, just I think the, the main thing is gaining clarity. I can't stress that enough mm-hmm. because you're not all over the place. You're not. You're not thinking here, or there. Once you have that, that one thing that you know you want to do. You can, like you said, you can work toward that and you'll see it would eliminate all of the frustrations or some mm-hmm. of it that you are having.
0: Yeah. And it's not an easy, quick fix. You hear it one time, you don't just get it and implement it. It does take time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it takes time to, to grasp that, internalize that, put it to practice mm-hmm. and really get it. You know, that level of clarity and the, those practices, um, it's something that it's definitely worth the effort, but it takes a little bit of time. You know, for some people, it takes time to just figure out and narrow down what you want to do, and to even revisit and remember what you care about. Because (laughs) we get so caught up in you know the politics of everything that we kind of forget what we even want to do. Mm -hmm. We're just going through emotions.
1: We do. And when you're frustrated, it makes it even worse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now that some time has passed since you first completed the program. Do you find yourself revisiting your notes or, you know, refining the strategy that you developed or using it to, you know, help you stay focused and move forward? Like how, how are you using that?
1: I have revisited my notes from the program. Um, a lot of times I keep replaying in my head, some of the things the program has taught me and it is helping me to stay focused and move forward. Um, since the program, I have invested in myself, like I said before, by, revising my resume. I also had mock interviews. I have been networking a lot more, like I said before, and I am assessing the skills I have to determine what I have and what I need so that I can finally get the career that I really want. Um, Also, the program has helped me to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Before, I didn't think about becoming a public health entrepreneur, but now I do. Um, Because of this, in the program, I found out about um, IP consulting and that may be something I would like to pursue in the future after I become, you know, I get my certification in infection prevention. So it's like a different world now. I feel better. I have more confidence moving forward and it was a great investment.
0: (laughs) Of (laughs) Of course, I love to hear that, but I I've seen your progress and I've, you know, followed you very closely, worked closely together throughout the time that you were, you know, enrolled in the program. So I've been able to hear the changes in your voice and, and, yes. and in your language and how you speak about what you want and the level of clarity. And And um, there've been a lot of mm-hmm. frustrating moments throughout. but Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you were so determined. And that was one of the things that I recognized right away. Mm-hmm. And I think it resonated with me because I could relate to the level of frustration you had at mm-hmm. the time that I met you and your determination, because I was also as frustrated as I was back way back. I was also very determined to, Mm -hmm. to accomplish my career goals. And I knew that I would have to go, I would have to think outside of the box in order to, to get there. And for me, you know, that included, you know, I I live in a rural area. I've mentioned this before. Mm -hmm. There's not a big city here. So there are not a lot of opportunities for epidemiologists outside of Mm -hmm. working for state government. So when I left working state government, I'm thinking, okay, well, what are my opportunities? Do I have to change what I want to do? I'm not going to up and move (laughs) my family for a job. That wasn't an option for me because of the age that my children were at. And also the fact that my Mm -hmm. my elderly mother lives close by and I brought her clothes so I could look out for her. So I couldn't up and move and leave. So I had Mm -hmm. to, I had to think outside of the box. I was not going to abandon my education and my my career and my dreams and what I wanted to do. So in order for me Mm -hmm. to accomplish this, I had to think outside a little non-traditionally to be able to find those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I found opportunities that were way better than anything I could have, you know, put my hands on here locally anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, if you really had that desire and that drive and you're determined and you're willing to be more open-minded and not, you know, just kind of following what everybody else does, so to speak, then the opportunities are there. Um, You can create, this is your journey. You can create your own journey. And you learn a
1: lot along the way, things that you never thought about, you think about now. And like you said, it's a journey, but you have, you're going to, you're going to go through, you know, some frustrations, but you have to stay determined because you think about it if you wake up every morning and you go to a job that you absolutely cannot stand, I mean, it, it's like a dread. You don't want to wake up in the morning. You live for breaks. You live for lunch. You live for the mm-hmm. time when it's over. You live for the weekend. That's not the, the best way to live. And especially when you work so hard to attain these degrees and you can't use them, then that, that kind of drives you, you know, like, yeah, I have to do more. I have to continue. And, um, I think that's important. Um, there's a lot of people out there who have had their degrees for many years, like you have said, and they have lost hope. And I was at that point, I was like, you know what? I can just tell the, uh, the Board of Education to come and get this degree and give me back my money. <laughs> I was so <laughs> frustrated. And. So, and I'm like, I'm paying these loans off and I'm still not working in the field I want. I'm working in low paid, low wages, um, low paying jobs. And it was so frustrating for me. And so, when I found out about you, I said, you know, I'm almost finished with my MPA degree and I don't want to go through that frustration again. It was so frustrating, but it's not as frustrating as I was before. So, then when I saw when I heard about the program and you talked about what it was about and everything, I said, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm definitely going to give this a shot. I don't care. I'm just going to enroll ASAP. And it was a great investment. It really helped me because I was all over the place too. And I had my practicum coming up. And so I said, well, okay, let me kind of narrow it down a little bit um, so that I can just focus on trying to get that opportunity because it was hard. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and I had yeah. to think outside the box because I would call the local health service, um, the health department here, and they would tell me, "I'm sorry, um, <laughs> we are reserving <laughs> these these spots for people who are um, local because you know my my degree was online." So oh. That was so frustrating. So I was like, "I really want this practical in infection prevention. This is what I want to do." And so when I when you said to think outside the box, I said, "Okay, well, what can I do?" And that's how I got in contact with my public health um, preceptor. And at the end, she told me, um, Tamiko, that is wonderful. You know, you're going to succeed. And she told me, because you thought outside the box, you were able to get this practicum. And, And in order for you to probably get that job that you want, you might have to think outside the box also.
0: Yeah. So you're saying that the local health departments were holding those, like the practicum spots for the students that were enrolled in the local universities as opposed to the online students? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. Yep. They definitely told me they said, no, rejected me. I was like, and I worked at the Human Health Department, well, the Human Health Service Department, because they're both connected here in this um, area. Mm -hmm. And I was so shocked because. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's surprising. But I'm so glad you had that drive to. You know, work around that instead of just accepting a defeat and maybe just mm-hmm. taking any old practicum experience and just get it checked off and finish your degree. But instead yeah. you found a different avenue and you mm-hmm. ended up in a, a position uh, with your practicum that was really, really important. And I just thought about this as you were describing your, your situation and your frustration, and especially after finishing your bachelor's and you felt like, you know, it wasn't being put to use and But do you realize that now with the current role that you have, you're actually able to pull together your bachelor's degree in biology as well as your master's in public health. So now you're putting everything to use. I love when that happens.
1: (laughs) Yes, because one of the things that they one of the requirements was that they wanted you to have a degree in um, biology or the life sciences. So um, that helped. And then the fact that I, I have my MPH degree now, that definitely helped more. In the end, well, not in the end, because, you know, of course, I would like to move forward with something else. But yeah. at this point, I, I am now using my knowledge and I'm also using this degree that I thought was a waste at some point. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: that,
1: that is awesome. That is, that is awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited about that. That is, I didn't even think about that before when we, when we were chatting, but you know, I love it when that happens. I have a, and this is good for everybody out there. You know, when people are trying to transition to public health, the thought is usually Mm -hmm. I just need to abandon this and I got to figure out how to get just all in on the public health. How do I get public health experience? How do I get into public Mm -hmm. health? And that's great, but you've got to, you can't just disregard your background you know, mm-hmm. find ways to connect those dots and connect the experience. Don't throw away your degree, your expertise in other areas. Find ways to apply that and bring it forward with you. Whenever, with my healthcare background coming into public health, um, I realize that is almost a superpower when you can bring two, you know, kind of unrelated backgrounds and kind of connect it into. Um, bring your connection to public health you know whether it's psychology background or business background Mm -hmm. with public health there's so many ways to connect your background with public health because public health Mm -hmm. is everywhere you know we've got environmental issues we've got you know all sorts of issues and concerns that there are ways to connect those so uh, whenever Mm -hmm. that happens i think it's great i think that's um an extra gold star i guess (laughs) yes it is definitely well, Toniko, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on this episode to share um, your experience with the Developing Your Public Health Career Strategies Program, as well as just your career path and your journey. Um, I I think that a lot of people listening will appreciate it and be able to find a lot of value in, in whether it's you know, relating to some part of your story, realizing that there is hope, being encouraged, you know, getting some questions answered about even whether or not they want to enroll in the strategy program. I think that in any of those ways that you've, you've just really been able to help a lot of people by sharing your story. So I really appreciate that.
1: Thank you for having me. And to everyone out there, you know, don't give up. Gain clarity, listen to the podcast, network, Invest in yourself and uh, enroll in the program if you can. You would not be disappointed and keep going. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Thank you so much, Dr. Huntley.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. And I can't wait to see where you're going. I felt like this when I first met you. I couldn't wait to see what you were going to do. And now that we've had this this episode almost a year since I first met you, um, (laughs) I can't wait to see a year from now, hear all the amazing things that you've done. So you're you're probably going to have to come back and give us an update.
1: I will. I will. (laughs) Um, I'm telling you, the stress level has Gone down a 100% now. Oh, that's <laughs> so I am awesome. a lot happier. <laughs> that is
0: great. You are very <laughs> welcome. And uh, I'll be in touch again soon, okay? Definitely. Bye bye. Bye. I hope you all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I'm sure that many of you are able to connect with Tamiko's story in some way. Unfortunately, her frustrations are familiar to a lot of other people, which is why I started the podcast and also why I created the Developing Your Public Health Career Strategy Program. It warms my heart and energizes me to hear how much my program has helped her. Really humbled by that. I also really, really appreciate her taking the time to share her feedback with everyone on the podcast. She was really excited to do it because, you know, she's also like me. She has a heart to serve and believes that she can help others by sharing her journey and how she handled her challenges. So some of the key takeaways from Tomiko, and there were a lot of really valuable pieces of information all throughout the episode and interview, but some of the key takeaways that I've pulled from this is, she says, invest in yourself, you know, whether it's in this strategy program or resume development and revision or doing mock interviews with qualified people who can provide, you know, professional guidance, just whatever it looks like for you, whatever you need, invest in yourself. Another key takeaway is uh, she mentioned the importance of networking, which you guys hear me say all the time, but she was hesitant at the beginning. She said that in the interview, and I remember that, that part of the process with her, but she realized for herself how important it is to make consistent efforts to network with other professionals. So that's an important key takeaway. Another one is think outside the box. You know, I say that all the time. We both gave great examples of the importance of doing this throughout the interview, and I hope that you will apply this practice for yourselves. So thanks again to Tamika for this interview. I look forward to hearing about all of her amazing future accomplishments in public health. Now, if you're interested in learning more about the Developing Your Public Health Career Strategy Program, then just go to drchuntley.com, so d-r-c-h-h-u-n-t-l-e-y.com, and from the main menu, you can just click on the Program tab, and you'll be able to find out more information about the program there. All right, everyone, until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day.
1: Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.